the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Take 10. Take 10, 10 minutes with Carol Zerniel, Dr. Jamie Heisman, and Ron Aaron to combat stress, anxiety, and more for family caregivers. Dr. Heisman is a nationally known psychotherapist. He serves with WellMed Medical Management as a senior officer in compassion, and he's well known for his work in caregiving as well as addictions. Carol Zerniel, as many of you know, is with the WellMed Charitable Foundation, serves as executive director, past chair of the boards for the National Council on Aging, and a member of the Ray's Family Caregiving Advisory Council. And I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zernia, what's our topic for Take 10 today? Well, recently, as in fact, yesterday, I was having a conversation about, you know, getting professional help, how I, other people were talking to their therapists, and, and I felt a little jealous. I thought, wow, I wish I was talking to my therapist, because it's been so long. And so, Jamie, I'm curious, how do we know it's time to call in a professional uh, you know, a therapist, and, and what are our options? Maybe we don't have a therapist or don't have uh, the funds for a therapist. What would our options be? But I thought, let's start off the year getting the right kind of help when we need it. That's a great question, Carol. Let's take first things first. How about the shame and stigma? How old was the person you were talking to? Were they boomers? Were they seniors? Or were they Generation X? How's that for a first question? Well, the person I was talking to was another boomer or maybe, what I don't know. I don't know the generations. Jamie, right under boomers. What's under boomers? Well, you know, because maybe I boomer. say that because there's so shame, so much shame and stigma attached. I talked to my daughter. My daughter sees a therapist every week and she's excited. She goes to school and she talks about her therapist and she says, Daddy, are we going to be able to go see her on Tuesday? Can we bring her a crumpled cookie? She makes a part of her culture in her life. Boomers, on the other hand, were somewhat resistant, and it was always had some shame and stigma attached. And then, obviously, our, our wonderful seniors, uh, that amazing generation before, they never wanted to call a therapist. It was just shame and stigma city. So most people get the real you know, therapy, if you will, from, how do I say this, hairdressers, manicurists, people who touch them, you know, massage therapists. I wish and I hope and I aspire, and it's been my passion all my life, is to take the shame and stigma out, Carol. So the conversation that you just alluded to is literally happening just in that normal conversant way that you just said to to this audience. So that's the first issue at hand. How can we see mental health like physical health? How can we see these two as being equal with parity? And so that neither of them have any difference with each other. A friend of mine who's a psychiatrist, Dr. Jamie, has often said that we need to recast mental illness as brain disease. And, and then folks see the physical relationship. 
You know, Ron, it's a, it's a great point. And, and I do believe, you know, in our DSM, Diagnostic Statistical Manual, which is our really coding for, for brain illnesses, that most everything is a brain disease, literally. And whether it's bipolar, depression, or, you know, schizophrenia, uh, even alcoholism, these are primary psychiatric disorders. And so a brain disease was always the best way to carve it out because disease is disease is disease. And we didn't have to separate the behavioral health, the mind, and the shame. We, we could just get it together. But the medical field themselves has separated the medical and the psychiatric, unfortunately. And I guess they've promoted this for sure. But to your point, I think, you know, referring to as a brain disease is a great shame reducer for sure. Well, I want to come back to you. Positive, if we put the positive spin on it, it would be brain health. Right. Because that's that's accessible. I want good brain health. Well, there you go. You're talking about intervention and prevention. I love that, Carol. You know, intervention, we finally think we need a therapist, which I think we all do at all times, because I think childhood, we come out with so many unresolved fight, flight, and fear responses that therapy is like going to the gymnasium. But so often people go only during crises. Right. And that's when brain disease takes that word. But I love what you said, Carol. Brain health is how can you be preventative? How can we look at this as strengthening this amazing, amazing organ in our body so that, you know, we take care of it like it takes care of us? Well, let me come back to Carol and Dr. Jamie in a moment. I want to let folks who just joined us know you're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zernio, and we're talking about how do you know when you need a therapist? How do you find one? And how do we mainstream it? And let's come back to part of the question that Carol asked Dr. Jamie how do you find one if you don't have one on your speed dial? Well, good. Let me give you a, a hint to the audience because it's not necessarily the conventional way. Um, yes, we can always ask somebody who their therapist is, but so often therapists have to fit the patient, right? So you have to give trauma, then you want to go to a trauma-driven uh, therapist. If you have depression or bipolar, you want somebody who excels in that. So it's always nice to hear and get word of mouth, but it's a clinical issue. You have to feel safe with your therapist, and your therapist has to be safe with you. And both have to have skills able to help each other. But to answer your question, and, and Carol's, I'm very biased, I think maybe because I write for the publication, but I do believe that Psychology Today, literally, the magazine, which is www.psychologytoday.com on the web, I think has absolutely the most sophisticated yet easiest user-friendly search engine for therapists I've ever seen. When you go to the front page and you see that top search for a therapist and you put your zip code in, literally all the therapists who are licensed, credentialed, vetted, pop up their picture, their summary, their Vita and bio, and you can get comfortable with what they provide or what insurance they take. And then you can call them and actually interview them, but they're all around your house. And Psychology Today, I think, does the most fabulous job of laying it out for the consumer. So I just heard you say that you can call and talk to them. So it's not, it'd be difficult to find a doctor who wants to talk to you in advance, a physical doctor who's wanting to meet with you and have a, you know, a chat. But I hear you saying that it is possible to just try to get to know the therapist to see if it's a good fit. I think it is. And therapists, you know, per se, since we are trained in brain health, like you mentioned, realize that our patients and we as therapists have to feel what we call autonomically safe. It means our neurological systems have to feel good. 
that if we're going to be intimate about the deepest issues in our lives, and truly these are the deepest issues, you really want to like and connect and feel comfortable in the presence of the person in front of you. So I do think therapists are fine. I think all the listeners should understand that once you get that name and that picture and that person you think meets those needs in terms of practice skills, I do think you should call and connect and see how your gut feels. And if that's the person that you feel comfortable with, I think you should interview your therapist before you even go. I wish the medical world was quite like that, but it just isn't. Well, I was going to say the the person I was talking to yesterday um, actually said they liked going to a therapist, but there was an opportunity at their church. Um, that was a small group church meeting where they, you know, felt like, I think the example they gave was, let's say it was marriage counseling, that it wasn't marriage counseling, but it was a chance to go and listen about marriage and, and maybe think about some things uh, that they as a couple might want to um, invest some time in exploring and talking and, and thinking about. So for some people, it, it, a therapist may not be accessible to them right now. Uh, and there might be someplace else that they could ask for help or find some help. Well, you know, Carol, I always say all paths lead to the righteous. I'm agnostic in terms of that person who feels safest with you. So if you are, you know, driven by your religion, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Certainly pastoral counseling or faith-based counseling is certainly an option. Uh, that's a great way to connect, again, to feel, what I say, autonomically safe, safe in the presence of somebody. I do want to caution people, however, you know, that, that safety is the best thing in the world to have. But if the person in front of you, let's say, doesn't know how to fix the car that you're driving, doesn't matter how safe you, you, uh, you feel, the car just won't go. So if you are looking for a faith-based therapist, and they do come in all shapes, sizes, and religions, make sure they have the skills, whether it's cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy, able to deal with trauma. Often, that should not be the only criteria. The expertise behind that should be just as important. Dr. Jamie, got to stop you right there. Thank you. You've been listening to Take 10 for Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. Join us on the next Take 10. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.